Well, Jared, it's good to be here with you today. And this is our inaugural vlog podcast. Did I say that right? You got it right, Boomer. You you, you knew I was going to mess that up eventually. I, I will. I'll call it a vlogcast or a pod vlog or I'll, I'll, I'll mess it up somehow. But you're close. That's well, all that matters. We're, uh, we're excited to be here and I, I'm excited to be here with you. Uh, my son, Dr. Jared and Dr. Steve here, uh, we're representing Lead On. And this is kind of our first of many short lessons about identifying problems in leadership and providing solutions that really we've been doing for, I hate to say it, almost three decades. Yeah. And I think in short bursts of information, that's how uh, people learn these days. And it's really important to, in the high paced uh, life that we all live, uh, that's really the best way to, to do that. I wonder if we could talk a little bit about Lead On and now Lead On University and how that all came to fruition, because it's an interesting story. Early 90s, we started to be asked uh, in our clinic, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, about leadership development. Do we have ideas? And I was a lot younger then, and I was ambitious, and I said, sure, I've got a lot of ideas, and I was not really telling the whole truth. But what developed uh, and what evolved was Lead On, and Lead On is a principle-based firm that teaches leadership principles that we can be held accountable to. Uh, and we also identify problems that we absolutely have to solve. Uh, and they really work in our personal lives, but we focus mostly in the workplace vocationally, and they really do help us become more productive and profitable. And so over the years, as we did more keynotes and as we did more workshops and seminars, we just began to develop a lot of intellectual property that was exciting. And so Lead On became uh, most of our occupational and, and uh, work effort. And we began to publish books and, and uh, all that goes with that. So uh, we're excited that we've been doing this for over 25 years and bringing it to people mm -hmm. and vetting our material and, and finding people growing, increasing the quality of their personal and professional lives. Yeah, I've been able to come on uh, more recently, um, haven't been 20 years for me, but uh, uh, helping with Lead On University and that's the newer piece of what we're doing. And uh, that is taking all that information, all that content you were talking about, putting it in an online format that can allow people from really anywhere using any method right. to access it, which, uh, again, as we were talking about in this day and age, uh, that's the way people learn. Yeah. You know, as you've been traveling with me the last couple of years, you can see that that uh, is tiresome. And while we love what we do and we're passionate about it, we'll talk about that too. Uh, we're trying to get the information that has been so helpful to so many. We're trying to scale. We're trying to get it out there. So uh, Lead On University is our opportunity to put our courses online that take about 30 to 45 minutes, depending on how fast and you want to go through it. It's video driven and it just is kind of our shtick, which is to identify a problem, give you stats and facts, because there's too many leadership uh, gurus, for lack of a better term, that uh, are pulling stuff out of the air. And uh, it's kind of fad driven uh, and, and flavor the, you know, of the month. And so we like to really focus and participate in transcendent, those things that are good throughout time, uh, those principles. And so Lead On University is going to be our curriculum development that we put online so you can be online anytime. And so that's just another uh, part two, Lead On's uh, vision and mission, which is probably something we should talk about. Lead On's vision and mission. So when you created 
lead on and now we've made lead on university. What was your original mission? That's all awesome. vision. Yeah. Um, we wanted to develop individual leaders, high performance teams. And in doing that, we knew we'd create and develop organizational dynasties. That was our vision. And so no matter where we went, maybe it was a, uh, just a speech, a keynote, or maybe it was a one workshop, maybe it was a series of workshops, maybe it was three years working with executive and leadership teams. That was our vision. Individual leaders, and then the high performance teams they work on. And then what built from there is we realized that, man, this impacts organizational dynasties. So that was our, our vision. And our mission, of course, started with keynotes and workshops and seminars and groups. And I think even to this day, you and I love the groups. Mm -hmm. Well, the groups are where people really get into the action, right? They can personalize the, the content. We, you know, when we talk about whether it's conflict resolution or we're talking about, you know, creating a high performance team, you know, there's principles, but it's different for every team. It's different for every person. So getting into those groups, you really get the, get down to the nuts and bolts of things and allow people to create solutions for their own specific uh, issues, problems, yeah. and obstacles. Yeah, it's really true. So we really love those groups and to give content and then to work on some exercises where people can personalize it, as you referenced, and make it their own. And then holding people accountable. Probably a major tenet of Lead On's principles is when we agree on a benchmark, we hit it and we hold each other accountable to it. So it doesn't matter if you're the receptionist or the CEO, uh, on that, on those terms, it's a level playing field. So there's a lack of accountability in our culture today, especially now, where we kind of let people fly to their own, you know, or march to the beat of their own drummer, or fly to their own wind or whatever uh, analogy you want to make. And really, we, we've gotten away from holding people accountable, especially in the workplace, to a specific role and responsibility. And when we, you know, execute our roles and responsibilities, we are productive and profitable. And when we don't, not so much. So accountability is a big piece to the vision and mission as it becomes practical. And everything we do is practical. Right. So now that we're given an introduction about ourselves, what's our motivation? Man, our motivation. Well, the first thing we are is passionate about people. I mean, we love people. Absolutely. Doesn't mean we want to hug everybody. What it means is, is that we want to, I'm, in our training, we want to do, in our training, we were preparing for a decade to improve the quality of an individual's personal and professional lives. And I think that's an important point, especially you like to make, is that this starts personal and then moves professional. So even though we're in the workplace, we always make that point that it has to start with who you are and you can't lead anybody where you, you haven't gone yourself or you, you haven't worked Absolutely. on it. Us, us first, then the people that we're working around. You mentioned um, our profession and uh, you know we mentioned we're both doctors but uh, we didn't specify what type of doctors. And uh, so I'm a doctor of psychology, licensed psychologist, and you are a um, clinical psychology, clinical uh, marriage and family therapist. And so we work in the mental health field. And we, we have a clinic. We so do. we have a clinic today. It's still running. It's been running for 30 years. And uh, we see individuals, couples, families, you name it. It's kind of a general practice. And uh, we have experts that we can bring in for, for different uh, issues that uh, necessitate that. But our, our foundations are different that, than a lot. That's where Lead On came from. Yes. It's from the clinical piece. Yes. And the clinical psychology part of what we do is definitely unique in this space. 
uh, there are some others, but most people that are in the leadership field and they've done very well. Um, there's, there's, a, there's many we don't respect and there's a few that are just amazing. In fact, there's no reason to reinvent the wheel. And uh, they've done very well. Most of them come out of education. They're professors, they're researchers, and uh, they've done some good work. And we reference them regularly in our materials. So we come from a clinical psychology background, which really is people-centric. It's people first. It's our audience. And so uh, it's good to read spreadsheets and it's good to have uh, Myers-Briggs uh, or a disk profile. Uh, there's a lot of good metrics out there, but at the end of the day, it's all about people, individuals, and how they relate. We'll talk and about interact it. with yeah. others. You know, emotional quotient. We'll get to it's it's the foundation of uh, you know our our version, our take, our spin on that. We'll, we'll talk about that in in subsequent uh, vlogs and podcasts. Yes, good job. Pretty good. <laughs> Staying good. That's good. Staying good. So, uh, but that's that's both a passion and a motivation of ours, and it's it's a it's a big part of what we do. Jared, one of the things you and I talked about before we taped this today is is that we have over seven billion people on the planet. So therefore, per capita, we have smarter people than ever. That is the that's the the rationale, right? That's the what what we're supposed to have, right? It's more IQ. We have more universities. We spend more on education. I mean, I can tell you personally with my student debt, um, uh, there's a lot of money going into education. Uh, so a lot of IQ. Yet it seems like there's more problems than ever. Yeah, we we have more IQ walking the planet right at this moment that you're watching, you're listening, and we also have more experts than ever. Always in fact, I'm not sure that we have ever been more experted, I'm making up a word there, uh, and specialized in the professional uh, trades, in the professional uh, you know, disciplines. And yet, as we tape this today, whether it's a country or a region or a state or an election, uh, we're in many ways in bigger trouble than we've ever been. So therefore, I think we conclude a lot of times in the work we do that IQ really isn't the answer, or it would have been solved a long time a ago. Long time ago. So then, what is the answer? Well, I think where we go in our work is in a couple of areas. Uh, EQ, emotional quotient, which we'll talk more about. I think your culture, very, very fundamental to the foundation. And then there's probably a core set of leadership skills, uh, around 40 that we're developing uh, at Lead On University for people to uh, participate and to learn uh, with. But... Uh, those three areas probably are what are most important as we kind of have traveled around in mm. last in a workplace. Those are the three we really those are the pillars yeah. of what we call the corporate family. And so now those three pillars also uh, extend to person's personal life. We do leadership. We say ourselves first, then others. Right. But um, it's the, it's in the relation to the field of the workplace but it also extends to our personal lives. Oh, absolutely. These principles work both. So we, we, you will often hear Jared or I talking about whether you're a man or a woman or a husband or a wife or a significant other or a parent, or you happen to be on a work team, which at that moment we're usually working with, mm -hmm. all those that the employer at that moment uh, that brought us in is actually providing for uh, quality improvement, quality assurance in those all those areas because these principles hit all these important areas of our life. So again, that's part of the passion and motivation and the uniqueness that our clinical history. And by the way, we talk a lot about this. The clinical history is important because we find that as clinicians, doctors, you know, we've got an hour 
with somebody that's struggling often at the worst time in their lives. So you have like an hour to have a session to come up with a diagnostic and then to come up with some kind of plan, treatment plan to help them get better. And we find that uh, people that are working, they do the exact same thing. It's just in a business setting with business terminology and business people. They have to identify a problem, come up with a strategic action plan, and then execute it. Yeah, so exactly. So we're assessing and diagnosing and in the boardroom you're evaluating. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we're we're treatment planning and you're coming up with a strategic action plan. And then third, we all gotta execute. So we've kind of interestingly found that whether you're in the clinic and you're treating patients or clients, or you're in the boardroom, it's amazing that those skill sets that we've had to hone to do our jobs, you know, and be peak performers as clinicians. You have to have them in both areas. You both do. places. You really do. The, the crossover uh, there is, it, I mean, I, it's just amazing, I think. we When I came into the field of psychology, I did not think, you know, that it, like the principles I was learning, you know, were transferable completely. But it's amazing to see now that I've, you know, I have oh, yeah. been traveling yeah. with you that uh, you see the connections there. And uh, people make those connections. It's the people. You're That's talking about, the, yeah. you're talking about conflict resolution and it, you're, you're talking about problems on high-performing teams or teams that need to be high-performing. And then all of a sudden they talk about their marriages or they talk about their kids or they talk about their neighborhood watch. So it is very transferable. You could talk about problem solving and execution. You can talk about succession planning. Any of these, you know, succession planning in a home is, is, is being responsible and having a trust or having a will or, you know, all those legal elements that I'll get in over my head because I'm not a lawyer or in, you know, it's succession planning so that the corporate family, as we call it, the organization can move forward uh, in an accident or in an emergency or just because people actually just were finite and we, you know, we have a certain bandwidth on our life. I got bandwidth got in the bandwidth. vlog and podcast. That, you should stick there. You should not go any further with the technology <laughs> speak. But you're I, doing good. You're doing good. I've hit the ceiling. You, <laughs> um, something that people are going to hear us say, you know, from here on out that we're doing these uh, podcasts and vlogs is that we do not train people. We equip people. Tell me, uh, tell, tell us about that. Oh, uh, you're, you're just, you're baiting me. You just leave me I'm, down the, yeah, you know, nothing wrong with training people, but you really train your dog or, you know, you train during onboarding or orientation. We kind of stay away from that because we like better the term equipping because there's that old adage about you teach a man to fish, you know, and you give him a life skill. Uh, you, you know, you help him catch a fish and you feed him and I, a day. Yeah. And I, I, you butchered got it backwards. That. I, I butchered that, but I got the technology right. So I butchered the adage. But the point is, is that we're about equipping. And the, and the, the thought there is that we want to give you our seven steps to conflict resolution. And then we want you to go away and live a good life. And then we want to give you the six benchmarks to Hall of Fame leadership. And then we want you to go away and live a good life. And then we want to talk to you about stress and you stress. And so. And not only give them a good life. But another term we use to cascade, especially in the workplace. And That's just, the key thing is to, you know, we equip them, but yeah. it's not just so you can use it for yourself. It's then you help equip others in your sphere of influence. That's another term that we like to use. Yeah. Uh, whether again, we're talking about the workplace. That's that's where that's where leadership development. That's where we're foremost going. But this is also for people's personal lives. 
Yeah. You know, it, so we're equipping people and then you're right. We, you know, the technology, if we were kind of outlining it on a flow chart, it would be mentoring and you mentor through cascading. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, you know, we can't touch three, 3000 people in an organization, but we can touch the top 10 or 15% and then teach them once they're equipped to equip others and leaders, leadership in a word is influence, but leaders are always about equipping people around them mm-hmm. because leaders are only as good as the sphere of influence uh, around them. Their, their bench strength, so to speak. So uh, you're just hitting all the, the hot buttons as we kind of introduce ourselves well, to our audience. It's our introduction podcast. And, you know, there's some certain bolded words that we would uh, obviously if people are listening or if they're watching, well, you know, we could bolt some words. I think those those couple that we've gone over would be it because right. they're important to uh, lead on's uh, principle-based culture. Yeah. You know, as we kind of finish our inaugural vlog podcast, I almost did it. You almost did uh, it. Was, You're still good. You're still good. You know, I think we want to always leave a challenge for people. And I think lead on's challenge, and it's kind of a loose challenge, but it's a significant one. And that is that we would encourage our listeners to maybe identify some of those areas where they could use improvement, provide solutions for those, you mentioned the sphere of influence, where, whatever your job, doesn't matter where you are. Maybe, maybe people are watching and their personal family life is messed up. But if you just identify the problems, find a solution. Solutions are, are everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then if you can hold people accountable, and this is also a missing piece. We talked about this earlier, uh, just in this vlog podcast. Accountability is big time. Nothing happens or changes. People do not transform. No matter how transcendent the information, they do not transform outside of accountability. So I think the challenge would be for people to look at themselves, find some areas where you can improve, get somebody that you can be accountable to, and then kind of break that out to the people that are closest to you and what, again, that you referred to as sphere of influence. Mm -hmm. I think that would be a great place for us to start as we develop a relationship with our audience, both uh, via video and via podcast. That'd be great. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you all. Um, I'm talking to our audience for joining us and, uh, it's good to uh, start this uh, with you, uh, dad, uh, Dr. Wilkie. And, um, I look forward <laughs> to the, uh, the next ones that we continue to do. Excellent. I'm looking forward to more of them and we look forward to talking and seeing more of you. Thank you. Thank you.